0: Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller.
1: Well, welcome in. We're going to be talking about how to find or create work that you love. Now, if you don't think that's possible... You're going to find the next 48 minutes irritating and frustrating and annoying. You probably want to spend your time doing something else. But if you're one of the growing crowd who know, in fact, it is possible to love your work, stick around. We're going to have some encouragement for you. Some poignant questions from other listeners that will help us kind of unpack how we can all do that more successfully. What do you think? Can you change how you see your circumstances? Now think about that for a little bit. Are circumstances just an objective reality? Or does how we see them have the potential to change? Well, I think it does. I got a quotation for you here in a little bit. Here's some questions we're going to be looking at. Dan, I really want to make $150,000 this year. I saw your interview with Michael Hyatt about how to do that. Do you think someone can do this starting nearly from scratch? We'll talk about that. Someone asks, how can I get past a poor work history? Well, it doesn't have as much impact as you think, except as what you allow it to have. We'll talk about that. Can I leave a good job after only 10 months? Life does not allow me to do what I most enjoy. And someone wants to know, what are your thoughts on the statement, Jack of all trades, master of none. Well, here's our quotation. We'll talk about those questions more. We got a bunch of success stories, things that are happening in the 48days.net community and beyond. Things I want to share with you. Got some events I want to tell you about. But here's our quotation for the day. And it relates to, can you change how you see your circumstances? This quotation comes from Anais Nin, who is a Cuban-American author. And she said, we don't see things the way they are. We see things the way we are. I love that thought. I see so many situations where people's perspective of what happened in a particular event is widely varied because they tend to see things as they are. Now, I talked recently about going to some other conferences this year, and I like to go to conferences that deal with businesses much unlike what I do. If I only go to the kind of businesses that are in the information space, things that are people, people are doing what I'm doing, coaching, speaking, writing. I tend to think that's the only kind of business that's really out there. The best thing, the only thing. No, it's not. I love to go to conferences where I see totally different kind of businesses to be reminded of the variety of opportunities that are out there. And the fact that I've just chosen one tiny niche that seems to work for me. Well, let me move on. Hey, last week, We spent the entire segment talking about why do the rich get richer and the poor get poor. Thanks for your feedback on that. I loved doing that. I loved reading through the tons of responses from you, the listeners, about your wisdom and input about that. Congratulations to the 10 winners of the Think and Grow Rich book that we sent out. Now, here's some upcoming theme topics been thinking about this more always get good response when we do a particular theme so i'll be putting out some questions to you all again to get your input on some of these topics how do we help our children find their creativity when they're in schools that don't seem to promote that ouch how can we change our sense of deserving that's a repeated concept that's come up where i talk about people sabotage their own success because their own sense of deserving doesn't match a higher level of success. So they sabotage it. How in the world could we change it if we if our sense of deserving is too low? And then with the common topic, I've spoken on this a couple of times recently, how to know your calling. I'm going to figure out a more creative title for that. That seems kind of bland, but you know how do you know when you're kind of in that sweet spot that combines how God has gifted you, your talents, your passions, and having an economic model for what you do so that people pay you for what you do. How do you combine all those things? Well, we'll be spending some time looking at those issues and more as you suggest. If you got suggestions about topics that so we got to address on here where we have a theme topic, I'd be delighted to entertain those. You can always go to the 48 days.com site, click on ask Dan, and you'll see a little opportunity there for you to submit your question or your suggestion. You can also just shoot an email to me directly at at 48 dayscom Now here's a note from Dave who requested my checklist of 10 tips for getting your first coaching client. If you're getting our weekly newsletter, you would have gotten a note this last week that said, if you want to get this checklist, 10 tips for getting your first coaching client, well, a whole lot of you did. And apparently we had a little glitch right at the beginning of that. Uh, believe me, this there's no tricks here. This was not some kind of a trick process. No, it's a simple process. We have a list. Yes, we do ask for your email address so we know if you're interested in the coaching topic. But a whole lot of you obviously are. But anyway, Dave says, I love your material and podcast. However, in trying to download the 10 tips to get your first coaching client, I seem to be in Groundhog Day loop. Takes me to the coaching page with testimonials, but no tips. Well, we've corrected that, Dave. Again, I don't know how many of you got that, but hopefully we've corrected it for everybody. But if you just simply go to 48days.com slash clients, it'll take you right to that download. And there's no cost in that. Just 10 tips for getting your first client. Things that I found to be very, very helpful. And we want to see people successful in that space. Now we've got another Coaching with Excellence event coming up here in just a couple of weeks we've got about 10 spots left in that as i'm speaking we do cap it off but uh be delighted to see you here if you're serious about turning your expertise the advice and opinions that people are already asking of you if you want to just frame that into a coaching model you hear me talk about some of the successes that people have, have had here as new coaches and yes we've got coaches speaking to this first question We've got coaches that will make $150,000 their very first year in coaching. And I'll explain a little bit more about how they're doing that when I get to that question. But yeah, absolutely, it is possible. Now, a couple weeks ago, I want to I do kind of a, uh, a catch up here. And I, I kind of cringe in a way, but I, I really want to share this. A couple weeks ago, I read a note from Caleb who talked about the fact that he was determined to attend... Our event, Escaping Shawshank. He said, I've been listening to your 48 Days podcast for a couple of years now. Tonight was catching up on some missed episodes. Tonight I was struck by the title of one of your episodes. I'm reading, listening, and learning, but my life hasn't changed. The title alone resonated with now how I've been feeling. So he talks about Escaping Shawshank. He knows he's trapped. He needs to get out of his own prison. And he put a note sent a note to me here at the podcast, and he also put a note up in 48days.net about what he was going to do. I mean, he, he says that he's just been stuck. He's making $10 an hour, but here's what he wants to do. He says, he says, I'm stuck mostly because I know I can be my own worst enemy. I know what's possible, but I don't know how to get there. I was challenged by tonight's podcast with all the reading, listening, and learning I've done. Action is the long lost component missing from this set. Now, I'm not going to go through the rest of his question, but he described what he was going to do. He said he's a photographer, and all he needs to do is 10 sets at $150 each, and he'd have the money to come to Shawshank. And I thought, that's really cool. What a cool plan. And he said, you know, he really needs help and advice. Well, now he posted that in 48days.net, and multiple people said, how can we get in touch with you? Is there a website? You know, where do you live? Can we send people to you? You know, we'd like to get stuff done silence zero zero i mean i'm blown away by that i mean i, I it just boggles my mind he took the effort to write described his situation had people reach out immediately how can we help you we want to make this happen i did as well responded to him zero have heard nothing from him now that kind of um lets us know how this works a lot of times Just listening, gathering more, listening, reading, learning doesn't do anything to change your life. You got to take action. You got to take specific action. And my goodness, when people offer to help you, let them help you. Let them know how to help you so you can make these new things happen. So I feel bad again, Caleb, if you're listening. I mean, there's still time, but uh, you've kind of dropped the ball on people reaching out to help you reach this goal that you laid out. And if you aren't available, can't even respond, then it's not going to happen. Your life is going to continue as it is. Now, if you, th- there's a webinar that Carrie Oberbrenner and I did where we were talking about Shawshank, talking about what's going to happen there. If you text Shawshank to 33444, you'll be signed up for that webinar replay. And I'll take you right to the replay. And so you can listen to us And I'm talking through how to get through these prisons that we create. A lot of the questions that I've got even today, talk about that. How can I break through where I am and get to another level of success? Kelly, we want to help you with that. We want to show you how to do that. Obviously, we're we're thrilled about the Shawshank thing coming up. You know, I'm going to play the little trailer again. I'm so enamored with this trailer. You'll love the voice. If you've seen Shawshank Redemption, the amazing movie about Andy, not... Submitting to the walls that were around him, being convinced he was gonna get out, and ultimately obviously he did, went on to his own freedom. Uh, You can do the same. But here's the here's the trailer because again it speaks to so many of the questions that you are asking about feeling trapped.
0: I know something true about you. You've been called to greatness to create something significant you've heard that voice in the stillness saying you are more than what you have become but you've also faced significant resistance telling you the passion is fading time is passing someone else has probably already done it you don't have the resources you're not talented enough you've wanted to give up on your dream but you can't shake it from your soul It's your time to break free. Time to find hope, clarity, and freedom. Time to identify, engage, and overcome the resistance. I have three friends who will show you the way out, just like they've done for so many others. Join Dan Miller, Joanne Miller, and Carrie Oberbrunner at Shawshank Prison a special little place called spark space face your prison and then shape your future in this two-day immersion experience that will help you go from prison to plan to pay off i guess it comes down to a simple choice get busy living or get busy dying escaping shawshank the experience to help you overcome the resistance and break into the life you've only been dreaming of. EscapingShawshank.com
1: You know, that gets me excited about it. I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of that. Can't wait to get there. We're going to have an absolute blast. Now, it's not going to be some deep, dark, psychological process. You know, sure, we're going to talk about the things that hold us back, but I take a very positive approach to those and the belief that we can move beyond those to in fact, living out the dreams that we have. So we're going to start in, in Columbus, Ohio. That's going to be kind of our host uh, hotel there in Columbus, Dublin, just on the north side of Columbus. And we're going to then take buses on that Thursday morning after we meet on Wednesday night, August 21st. We'll be leaving Columbus for Mansfield, Ohio, where the Mansfield State Reformatory is, the prison where Shawshank Redemption was filmed. And we're going to spend the day at the the prison, really kind of getting in touch with, you know, what are the things that are holding us back? We'll have some people sharing their testimonials there. We want to hear from some of you who have already experienced breaking out of your own prison and how you were able to do that. We want to hear your stories so you can inspire others. And then the next day we'll be back down at SparkSpace in Columbus, Ohio, a wonderful, wonderfully energetic, refreshing, invigorating uh, creativity center. Well, we'll be looking at that. Okay, what's your plan? What is it that you want to accomplish? And how can we help you, in fact, do that? So just go to EscapingShawshank.com. You can check out all the details there. And again, this is the time. We've got early bird registration that ends May 31st. So now's the time. Don't be showing up, you know, August 1st saying, oh, I wish I would have registered for that. Now's the time. Make the decision. Pull the plug. Make the decision. Join us there. We'd be happy to, to help you with any details that you need there. Well, a lot of success stories. You know, there's a lot of interesting posts being put up on 48days.net as that community now is right at the almost 15,000 point. We're going to hit 15,000 probably before we do another podcast. It looks like we're that close. Archie Willingham is keeping me posted on the new numbers coming in and we're right about to hit 15,000, which is kind of an exciting thing to have that group of that many people who are linking arms, sharing ideas and resources, helping each other all raise to new levels of success. But some interesting posts there. Brad Voigt has 10 signs. You should consider starting a business with your spouse. Angela Chatham has five lessons to be a better entrepreneur. And Musico has a great post on healthy brain, drugs, and Alzheimer's. Look at that. So we've got people contributing content there that address various areas of your life, how to be more successful in all of those. But be sure to be sharing your successes in the groups you're in there in 48days.net. Also, just remember, you can post any upcoming event there. So if you've got an upcoming event, you can post it to those 15,000 people and be inviting them to the event that you've got coming up. Well, other happenings there, Tony Dear Lorenzo? Uh, said, "Well, we've I've really been really been going at it over the last couple of months with a couple of self-published books, a new workshop that we'll be doing next week, and working on our first book proposal for a traditional book." Happy to say that our latest Kindle book, Connect Like You Did When You First Met: 101 Proven Questions for Couples, is doing well with a little promotion. Well, Tony and Alisa talk about relationships they talk about romantic relationships and they got a lot of great content there you can check out their book connect like you did when you first met Uh, marcy travis is a new book out six steps to create a wow resume so if you're in the job search just go to go to amazon you can find these books on amazon it's hard to put all the the long urls to direct you through the 48days.net community but if you hear something here that you're interested in you can jump right on amazon find it there marcy travis's little book six steps to create a wow resume she's got a long history of working with people who are going through the job search she's one of our mass coaching mastery students so you can connect with her find her book there uh, camilla craigis uh, just wanted to share my own competing with myself success story this is cute going into the last two days of april i was 243 dollars short of my revenue goal Despite April being my best month so far, I still wanted to hit my month-to-month growth goal. Having run on 10 cylinders lately, part of me wanted to settle, put my feet up and relax. After all, I already had my best month ever. The other part of me didn't want to give up, so I didn't. Yesterday morning, and this was April 30th, I came up with the idea to offer a combo pack of my two books, offering it as a one-day sale, and that helped me close out the month just $88 shy of my goal instead. So I'm glad I pushed through, not just because it got me closer to my revenue goal, but I was reminded that when you push your mind, you come up with new ideas and solutions. Plus, thanks to the last few days of me brainstorming on ways to make those last few dollars, I also came up with the idea to offer coaching via email. Guess what? I already signed up my first client. Well, this comes from Tiffany Black, who says, Hope all is well. Thanks for all your wisdom you share. I've been listening to you for two years feel like other, lots of other listeners I was listening and doing, but I felt like I was stuck in the same place. Until I started paying attention to myself, I started liking henna tattoos last summer. and had trouble finding an artist in my area. When I did find one and get head and done on my hand, it did not show up well because my skin is dark. I started looking for a temporary henna style tattoos on Amazon and couldn't find any, so I started designing them. After research, lots of samples, implementing your 30 minute a day challenge and determination, my temporary tattoo line is the number one new resource on Amazon. Okay, that's awesome, Tiffany. Please have a look. And incidentally, Tiffany, I recognize your name from other things that you have done. You are a doer, you are one who implements. I know you take action. You sent me your other little book not too long ago on the LA actor conquers the Atlanta market. Really well done little thing about how to break into that market. But uh, Tiffany says, please have a look at IamLoveStamp.com. That takes you right to her her featured book on Amazon. IamLoveStamp.com. I've created a 48% off discount code for you and your listeners. 48 Days LS. It must be all caps. She says, thanks for everything, Dan. Again, that code, or if you go to IamLoveStamp.com, and see uh, Tiffany's henna tattoo models there use 48 days LS all caps as a code. It'll give you a 48% off the price. Took me a while to figure out what to do, but I never gave up faith, and I never stopped listening to you. I have, finally have the passive income to allow me to focus on my acting career. I pray the same will be true for everyone. Now that's a neat story. You know Tiffany is an actress, and she's doing these sideline things to generate income so she can focus on her acting career that's going to be relevant to some of the other questions we've got today as well um let me grab one more success story here then we'll go to queen to announce we are the champions and we'll move into some of your questions for today mike says i want to share with you my story of trying to find more fulfilling work environment and the success that followed so i've been with the same small employer for the past 13 plus years I worked my way up to about as high as I could. Let's call it number three in the company. In the past three to four years, the atmosphere had become quite negative and toxic. Started right from the owner's mouth. I found myself reading 48 days and even attempting to find other work. But I believe in that pursuit, I had gotten away from what my strengths were just to get out of the environment I was in. So fast forward to about seven weeks ago, I used your job search method. And lo and behold, one of the 15 companies I called, And that's important in the three steps of contact said he didn't have a job, but wanted to talk to me. So I had an informal interview with the president of the company. Three days later, I received a call from one of that company's directors asking me if I was interested in talking to them about a job that I would be a good fit for. So I did. And about three weeks ago I was offered the job, but here's where the real work of God was at. I handed in my two week notice on a Monday. I was asked to reconsider by my previous employer on Tuesday, I still held, but I, st- on Tuesday, I still held to my leaving. When I informed my boss of this, what followed was some of the most heartfelt, redeeming apologies and conversations I have had in the 13 plus years of employment here. In addition, I was offered a higher position and a significant increase in pay. Over the course of the week, I had over four hours of conversation and proof that our owner was committed to making himself and the company a positive workplace, not only me but the entire 50 plus staff at the company i have to say this has been a long 48 days of prayer inflection and at times gut-wrenching decision making but i decided to stay with my employer of 13 years not because of the revised offer but because of the hope that i too can contribute to making this a positive work environment to enjoy the ride so to speak What has been truly amazing is that I started this journey to find a more positive workplace thinking it was somewhere else when in fact it's right where I'm at. I can say that I was successful in achieving my goal, but it's unintended consequences are very satisfying. Keep up your great work, Mike. Well, what a great story, Mike. Isn't that the truth? You know, we talk about acres of diamonds. Sometimes the riches we're looking for are right under our nose. We just don't recognize them. In your case, you just had to stir things up a little bit got new commitments to change the environment change the circumstances where you were and found that uh, more pleasant work environment that you were looking for what a cool story well there you go we are the champions hey we love to hear those stories every week you can send in your success story just send it to askdan at 48news.com be delighted to consider that for an upcoming episode. So we are the champions. Get in this crowd where you're moving forward. You're creating or finding the work that you love, creating the life of your dreams, being committed that you can live out your dreams. That's what it's all about right here on 48 Days. Well, here's some of the questions. This comes from Andy, who says, I'm an illustrator and I have my own podcast called Creative Pep Talk. My illustration business is doing well, but I'm afraid I'm more passionate about helping other creatives succeed than I am in making art myself. Here's my problem. Now, this is kind of an interesting scenario that Andy lays out. I'm well-versed in the strategies used by people like you, Michael Hyatt, and other internet coaches, teachers, and speakers on how to monetize this value. But I'm afraid that in the commercial art world, there may be an aversion to marketing lingo, such as webinars, masterminds, ebooks, and so on. My only idea is to rebrand these words for my niche. Even with this strategy, I'm still afraid to make the jump. I'm especially afraid of hurting my reputation in the industry where I make my living. Any thoughts? Thanks for all you do, Dan. Andy. Wow. What a catch 22 you're in the artistic world. You're helping other people, other creatives release their creativity, but you have a pushback about monetizing that about charging for your coaching, your instruction, your encouraging, however you want to frame it. Any webinars, seminars that you may do. There's a pushback in your industry because pure art is not cheapened by charging money. Now I'm being sarcastic, obviously, but, but that's kind of the feeling. And I, I know what you're talking about I mean I see it all the time. Gee, I just want to do my art. I don't want to have to, you know, cheapen myself, prostitute myself by thinking that I'm doing it for the money. Oh, incidentally, you know, can I borrow money from you because the rent is due and I don't have any. Well, how can you make that work? Well, I think that you can, but here's the deal. Here's the deal, Andy. I don't think that you'll hurt your reputation by making a living as an artist. I think you will explode your create credibility and position yourself solidly as an expert and a role model if you're extremely successful financially as an artist. If you do that, then you won't be just one of the masses but one of those starving artists, but you'll be someone ready to lead and inspire others. Yeah, I think you can do that. I think you can make money as an artist. Here here's the the deal is. I often see people reluctant to charge for what it is they do enjoy doing. They think, well, golly, I just enjoy doing this. How could I possibly charge people for it? I mean, I came into coaching like that. I was coaching a long time before I ever charged a penny for it. I was just doing it as a nice guy at church, as a volunteer. Well, when it finally got to where I was spending 20, 30 hours a week doing it, Joanne, my wife, said, Hey, dude, you better wake up. If you're spending this much time doing it, it better have something to do with putting bread on the table. And so I did it fairly reluctantly. But when I did charge for my coaching, it was not a diminishing of my being seen as a nice guy. It was an enhancement of that. And people all of a sudden said, wow, instead of just being a nice guy, you know, he is in fact a professional coach and it exploded my coaching. I've seen that happen in the artistic world, music, sculpting, all kinds of areas, the same kind of phenomenon. So, no, I don't think that you hurt your reputation by charging well for what you do. I think you enhance your positioning as a professional and as an expert and as a leader. Here are three resources. I might could go on and on, but there are three that come to mind really quickly that I, I would encourage you to get, Andy. And anyone else who's trying to struggle with this, how do you position yourself as an artist and make money? Read Stephen Pressfield's little book, The War of Art. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. The War of Art. Now, there's a popular book out there about business strategy called The Art of War. It's not that one. Don't get confused. Make sure you find the right one when you search it on Amazon. The War of Art. Stephen Pressfield. One of Joanne's most favorite little books in the world. There's another one, brand new one, out by my friend Bob Baker. And it's titled The Empowered Artist subtitle is a call to action for musicians, writers, visual artists, and anyone who wants to make a difference with their creativity. Bob really has a heads-up approach. He's a really cool guy and has a really heads-up approach about how to be an empowered artist, how to use your art, but, yeah, how to make a living and how to be successful in every way that you would define it. And then there's another one, Austin Kleon. Now, this is kind of a goofy little book, but it's, it's a really cute little book, and it's titled "Steal." like an artist steal yeah take from others steal like an artist 10 things nobody told you about being creative anyway those will really help you be more comfortable with the idea of positioning yourself as a professional artist and charging for it as i'm doing this recording there are artists about 30 feet away from me here in another part of the sanctuary being a wednesday morning and they're in their art class there but there are artists in there who get paid extremely well for their art and enjoy the benefits of the life they want to live because they're paid well. I mean, Dorsey McHugh just came back from a show in Park City, Utah, and um, one of her pieces sold for $13,000. I know that. I mean, I can walk right out here and uh, touch some of the pieces she's working on right now. Yeah, those will turn out to be expensive pieces. And sometimes that challenge, if if it's your music, your writing, your art, who's to say if it's worth $30 or worth $13,000? I mean, you have to have the confidence that it's worth something. And then sometimes in having that confidence, it, there's a perception of higher value in the people who see it. I mean, there certainly is that. You got to position yourself with your head held high, your shoulders back, confident that what you're doing does in fact have value. Well, let me get off my high horse here. Eldred says, I love your stuff and own most of it, even though I haven't been able to make it work for some reason. I'm a 51-year-old male. I've been doing desktop support for about 20 years and I've grown to hate it. The only reason I took this job, $19,000 less than before, is because I was unemployed for 13 months and needed something. I love music. I can play bass, guitar, keyboards, and drums. If I could earn a living in music, that would be a dream. But I also realized creative endeavors are tough to break into unless you know the right people or are just in the right place at the right time. I'm having difficulty being positive when I can't even seem to manage my own career. Dream job? Having a hard time imagining that. I'm hoping something can get me out of this rut. Suggestions? Thanks. Eldred, a 51-year-old male. Eldred, don't ever believe that success comes just from knowing the right people or being in the right place at the right time. That'll keep you blocked for the rest of your life. You'll be 81 and still convinced that you're not in the right place, the right time, don't know the right people. But see, I know people, I live here, you know, Nashville. I mean, the music universe of the world, I guess. I know people have been waiting for their big break in music here in Nashville for 35 years. And then I see someone show up and break into massive success in the first three months. You know, I've seen people come and play at the Bluebird Cafe, which is really a mark of your way up, literally, in two or three months after coming here. It's a result of focused action, not luck. I mean, we've got to remember that luck is when preparation meets opportunity. It's just not that magical thing. Doing the right things makes us very, very lucky. And the compound effect, Darren Hardy, you know, he writes about that. you know, luck, it's very easy to identify people who are going to be lucky because they've been busy preparing. Now I'm not saying that you're not preparing, but you gotta be doing strategic things, not just hoping for a big break. It just doesn't seem to happen that way. I mean talk to Taylor Swift, who lives here in Nashville, about being in the right place at the right time. Talk to her about the hours, the years that she put in as a teenager, you know, playing and rubbing her fingers raw, you know, playing in little no known places before her success started off. Talk to my new neighbor, right on Right next to me here, Luke Bryan. Now, Luke was Entertainer of the Year in 2014, 2015. Was he just lucky? Was he just in the right place at the right time? Nah, not at all. I mean, Luke was born down in down in Georgia. Um, his dad was a peanut farmer. Shortly before Luke was going uh, to come to Nashville at age 19, tragedy struck his family he says my older brother chris was unexpectedly killed in a car accident i mean he can still hardly talk about it it's so devastating to him. his older brother was killed in a car accident then he did come to nashville with his parents encouragement just pack up his old pickup truck try to pursue a a career in music here well he got some success as a songwriter writing for billy currington some other people like that and finally got you know got signed on as a performer his first big hit was all my friends say and then he was invited a little bit after that to perform at the that grand old opry his older sister kelly got together 130 people just about their entire hometown to attend his opry debut just a few days after that performance his sister unexpectedly died at home and still no determined cause for that just a really strange thing And here's a young guy trying to make it in the music industry. And both of his siblings, his brother killed in a car accident, and his sister just died just unexpectedly. And strange, the strangeness continues. That sister's husband died recently as well, just very unexpectedly. Now, because of that, I mean, Luke and his, his wife, Caroline, they have two little boys, but they've also taken in now his nephew because his Sister and her husband have both died. I mean, my goodness. I mean, this is not somebody who just had a rosy path ahead of him and all the doors were just open. No, he put in his dues to get to where he is. It's not luck, it's when preparation meets opportunity. Well, let me move on. I got a lot of these questions today that that have to do with, you know, creativity. Golly, do I believe that it can be done, that you can use your most creative skills? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I do. Of course, those of you who have been here to the sanctuary, I mean, we've got a lot of examples around here. Our hallways in our home are filled with art pieces that people have done. The walls in the sanctuary have pieces. We've got uh, outside, we've got, of course, the, the sculpture in the cedar tree of Aristotle, the big massive eagle that Terry Brasher did for us as a sculptor and now she could have sat around you know whittling whistles on saturday morning in the park bench but no she took her wood carving skills and turned them into a very focused kind of opportunity and has had astounding success and then also the bronze eagle that scott stearman internationally known sculptor created totally different process he started with just a block of clay here and some wire and kind of nuts and bolts put together created that sculpt that beautiful sculpture of what we call Athena where it's an Eagle just coming off the branch. And our subtitle for that is dream plan act. Get in the game. Yeah, you can do it. Yes. Do I believe creative people can create the work and life and income that they dream about? Absolutely. Well, Justin says, I really do want to make 150,000 this year. I saw your interview with Michael Hyatt about how to do that. Do you think someone can do this starting nearly from scratch? I have a website, justinring.net, but I currently, as of today, only have about 25 blog posts. I have little or no money to pay for any type of work to be done on my site professionally. So I'm trying to do, do every, everything on my own. I know all the methods of getting my name and site out to the masses, or at least how to begin that process. As of right now, I'm still trying to figure out what specific niche my content is headed toward beyond the umbrella of self-help. I have no products, ads, or anything that will create income. I guess what I'm asking is if you believe I could still make $150,000 this year, or was your interview with Michael Hyatt geared more toward people who already have a specific and established platform? All right, Justin, great question. And incidentally, if any of you want to see that interview, it's very easy to find. Just go to michaelhyatt.com and put Dan Miller in the search bar, and it'll come right up how to make $150,000 this year. I've done that presentation on multiple places. Um, and yes, I do believe that people can start with no platform. However, Justin, they have to very quickly define what is your core message. What is your core message? And then from that core message, yes, look for opportunities, create opportunities to speak, to blog, to podcast, to be a guest on other people's podcast, I mean, you can start using the the platform of other people. You don't have to have a big platform, but you have to very quickly, very strategically start to create products. Now, one of those products could be personal coaching. I mean, that's a product. It could be speaking. That's a product. It could be an e-book or an audio book or an instructional manual or a webinar or a seminar. Those are all products based around allowing people new ways to share your core message. So you have to be very, very focused, very intentional on What is your core message? You can use the little formula that I help people with all the time. I help blank, do no, understand blank so they can blank. You have to be very clear on what that is for you. And if you are clear on that and and, and you don't have to have a lot of money, you don't have to have money to start these things at all. And you can do a podcast, zero money. You can do an audio program with zero money and you can create eBooks, zero money. I mean, so you don't have to have a lot of money to start these things. And you can very quickly have the income from the things that you create. Sure. Add to your ability to expand even more aggressively. Can you make $150,000? Absolutely. Hey, come to, I'm going to have some people here at coaching with excellence in a couple of weeks who are going to surpass that this year. And we're going to have them tell you how they took one basic idea and leveraged it and are going to do that and more in the first year. Absolutely. Sharon says from Leavenworth, Kansas, uh, when I fill out an application, it asks if they can contact previous supervisors. No, they're retired or dead. The present supervisor harassed us and convinced management that I did not know anything in the photo lab. She never trained me because she didn't know how to work the equipment herself. Since only one employee at a time was allowed to run the photo lab, how could I not know what I was doing since last August? I did not want to stay until she wrote my evaluation. They transferred her to another apartment because she terrorized the employee who had been there 15 years. But she still made trouble for us until I clocked out last Monday and never went back. I dread filling out applications because the place I worked for for eight and a half years made us all feel stupid and useless. It's hard to get around these questions. I'm 69 years old. I was a secretary most of my life. I got business cards and I want to be a freelance temporary clerical worker tax man said to remember that as a freelance i will pay social security as an employer and an employee i need help well sharon i empathize with where you are and how you describe where you are i mean yes it is pretty sad now here's here's part of the deal you've got to get focused on what you're going to rather than spending a whole lot of time describing what you're coming from and frankly new employers don't care about your past supervisors or your past work experience they really don't i mean that's a myth that they're going to first call your everybody you've worked for for the last 20 years they aren't going to do that if employers call past supervisors for references at all it's after they've already made a decision that they want you on board and it's very rare that anything a supervisor would say would ever change that I mean, they aren't going to say anything negative about you, even if they hated you because there's too much litigation that's possible in today's litigious environment. They're going to do that. So they're going to say good things about you anyway. It has very little to do, but your attitude about pointing fingers of blame and seeing the negatives about where you are and what your opportunities are and how if you go into business for yourself, you're going to have more taxes. I mean, those kind of things are going to snuff out the best opportunities for you. Let me just let me just remind us all of the 10 reasons people get rich given by you the listeners that I went over in last week's podcast. There were 10 things that kept coming up again and again and again that were indicative of people who are going to get rich. Number 1, they expect success. Number 2, they create a clear plan. Number 3, work hard. Number 4, avoid debt. Number 5, they're teachable and lifelong learners. Number six, exercise self-control, persistence, and delayed gratification. Number seven, accept personal responsibility for where they are. Number eight, they keep good company. Number nine, they're opportunity conscious. Number 10, enjoy the present but plan for the future. Sharon, I, I encourage you just to go back and listen to that one. Why are the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer? You described being in a really tough spot. Go back and listen to that listeners just like you who shared their wisdom and input about why the rich get richer. I think I want to encourage you and give you some keys for moving forward with confidence. Incidentally, we got another checklist for you, a checklist of things you can do to be free, even with the work environment like it is just go to 48 days.com slash freedom. I mean that's the next thing that we want to share with you all, I'm going to have more and more just checklist and uh, resources, that i'm going to be sharing i I haven't been very good about cataloging those things but we have now dr brian dixon on our team he's doing a marvelous job of helping us get more organized in resources so we can keep bringing them back and sharing them with you all but if you go to 48days.com freedom you'll find that right there well let me grab just uh just a couple more here um Matt says, I wanted to get your thoughts on leaving a job after being there around 10 months for another opportunity. He moved, got a good job, but now there, it was an accounting job. And now there were, was much much more time required than what he expected. So he met with a recruiter and he says, there's a lot of opportunities in accounting with his current work experience. He ought to be able to make 20 to 30% more than he's making now. Matt says, I want to do the honorable thing to help provide better for my family as well as be more involved in my children's lives, but I do not want to burn any bridges. Um, They did not pay me for the move. I got the job through one of their internal recruiters. I did receive a bonus for passing the CPA exam as well as reimbursement for exam fees. Total for both combined was about $3,400. I'm confident, however, that based on my chargeable hours, they've gotten more out of me than they have given to me which is the way it should be. It makes me feel a little bit better about the possibility of seeking another opportunity. Well, I, I think you laid this out well in terms of, um, you know, you you're reasonably looking at where you're going, but now if you're in accounting, I mean, this is may, I mean, it's not unreasonable that you had a whole lot more work to do in April. That's crunch time for anybody in accounting. So maybe that work schedule is going to change a little bit. I do think 10 months is a pretty short period of time to gain the commitment of a company, for them to agree to bring you on, for them to reimburse your CPA fees, and for now you just to cut a trail. I think it'll leave a bad taste in their mouth. Now, when is that possible? There's not a magic time. And I think given a year to somebody, that's not unreasonable in today's work environment. But I think you're going to have to have a conversation with them. And they may even bring up the $3,400 reimbursement that they did that was beyond your scheduled pay and agreed upon pay that they just did to help you get that additional credential. That's a pretty major deal. You're going to have to have that conversation because it would definitely burn a bridge if you just walked out the door. But I think, you know, as you're approaching a year, it's not unreasonable to have the conversation. But... uh, look for ways to make where you are just like one of our earlier listeners make for ways to look where you are, perhaps a better environment as well. Well, let me just, uh, let me just grab one more here. Uh, John says, what are your thoughts on the statement? Jack of all trades, master of none. I sometimes wonder if it's better to be a Jack of all trades or a master of one in your opinion. And with the current state of our economy, what do you feel is the best? Well, in a, my short answer is I think it is better to be a master of one, a master of one. Be a specialist in something. Be an expert in something. Just being a generalist, you're going to get pushed down socioeconomically. You know, you'll get a $10 an hour job because you can do a lot of things. But if you're a brain surgeon, you know, you can make a million dollars a year because you're very good at one thing. So find yourself somewhere in between there. But, yeah, don't just be a jack. Of all trade that does not work well in today's environment at all well just to wrap up and remember our quotation we don't see things the way they are we see things the way we are can you make $150,000 this year loving your, your message absolutely if you have a clear plan of action can you get past a poor work history absolutely focus on what you're going to rather than what you're going from can life prevent you from what you most want to do no not really and remember to check us out. Check out the Coaching with Excellence event coming up and also Escaping Shawshank. Y'all, I'd love to be hearing from some of you already your stories about breaking out of your own prison and what you want to gain. Join us there. We'll give you a chance to share your story as we all figure out ways, again, to remove those prisons and move to higher levels of success. Well, hey, thanks for being part of this community. Stuck in the J-O-B. For being part of the, the group that enjoys this ending song not stuck in the j-o-b you are moving on you know you are hold your head high know there are new opportunities out there this is a time to be walking out
2: these hours don't pay enough this work is just so tough i need to get away the clock is ticking so don't delay gonna take all you've got to make the future you-